let's try no intro. You just rolling start like in NASCAR. Mm. Okay. Vroom, vroom. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with NASCAR? No. You know what NASCAR I mean, is? yeah, I know well, what NASCAR yes, is. Well, yes, but rolling just, start, what? Sure. How, how does that apply? To what you're yeah, asking. Yeah, exactly. Okay, it, it would be as just if... Just do it. Just do it. All right, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just go. I assume that's what you mean. Yeah, that's pretty much what yeah. it is. Um, so when I was young, I was never... Well, I don't want to say I was never. Obviously, up to a certain age, I think we're all terrified of... The idea of like alien invaders and, you know, monsters under the bed and, you know, there's a certain age where it's appropriate to be scared of the dark. I had that age like everybody else. Um, I did legitimately think that xenomorphs would come get me out of dark rooms and long hallways and stuff like that. Uh, Vega from Street Fighter. I was, for some reason, afraid was real. Interesting. And that I was on his radar. Yeah, And that he was going to come with that claw thing that he had and gut me. Was he one of the non-humanoid characters? <laughs> no, he was no. a dude from Spain. He was a cage fighter. Oh, okay. And he had, like, a claw thing right. on his wrist that he'd slash you with. Very good. Don't know why I was afraid of that. Uh, of all the characters in <laughs> yeah, Street Fighter. Yeah, of right. <laughs> yeah. That's the one yeah. that really got to you. Interesting. Yeah, I should have been more afraid of, like, M. Bison, but no, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that or that guy. Balrog was gonna come and box me up. This is inside. This is too inside. Nobody mm. played enough Street Fighter to get these jokes. Right. But um, in any Certainly case, not me. My so I had an appropriate period of just like being afraid of the dark and being afraid of monsters or whatever. Uh, but the stuff that I had like real existential fear about for years that like sustained basically up until I graduated from high school was. I guess kind of a complex that maybe like I had gotten from my dad's favorite form of punishment, which was just like hours long lectures about how I was going to grow up to be a failure and like mm. making, and I mean, you know, he had a legitimate point because <laughs> for a minute there it probably looked like I was going to grow up to be a failure. Mm. Um, I mean, I never, here's the thing. Like I never got into like, you know, smoking weed or like drinking underage or whatever, but Basically, up until I got into ninth grade, I just was a terrible student, and I really didn't care that I was a Oh, that's student. what you were talking about. Okay. Um, now we get it. But it was, you know, it was the kind of thing where I was legitimately learning the stuff, but I just hated doing the work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was a Saturday school student every single time, summer school student every single time, you know, both sessions, because I had a lot of Fs to make up. Mm. Um, but in any case, so, like, he, I think he had a legitimate fear that, like, oh, my son is just he's going to grow up to be a burnout. And that was his way of trying to correct my course. Trying but, to motivate you by yeah, tearing you down. Yeah. Um, that always works. But instead it gave me this complex where I was legitimately afraid that I really was going to grow up and like be too dumb to have a good, vibrant adult life. Mm -hmm. Like when I would think about getting my driver's license for years, I thought, man, what if I'm just like too stupid to drive? because <laughs> you know i thought it was really hard <laughs> i thought it was uh, like a complex thing yeah. that you had to figure out and that like i wouldn't be smart enough to figure it out and that i just wouldn't be able to drive because i'd just grow up and be too dumb <laughs> to do it 
Were you thinking manual or were you just that was going to say like make an automatic? A, well, like of I any kind, I guess. Make a stick you shift know, joke I, in My here. fear wasn't specific enough. Nah. But, Are we talking four you know, limbs? Or yeah. Well. <laughs> and here I am now, having proudly driven a stick shift for years. There you go. Yeah. With like not a Although, single ticket or accident to good. my name. Stalls? I've been in any the stalls? car with you. It's a little rough. Nah. It is not. <laughs> Wait, you're saying your current car is a stick? Yeah. Yes, it is. Why? Because I prefer that to automatics. I can't be friends boring, with you anymore. It's such a boring <laughs> life that you live Lord. driving an automatic. Listen, no, I drove a stick for a while. Commute. That's what. Yeah, that's what no, I'm saying. Yeah. I do, dude, I've commuted. I don't right now. You're right. But you don't commute right. in traffic. For in rush hour. Like five years, okay, with I was six commuting. Yeah. I was driving oh. up to Azusa every single day. Why would you do that to yourself? For you a year and a half. And then I was driving to San Seriously. Diego... Like four Masochist. days out of the week, in every week, yeah, especially on the way home. That's, but every that's week for like three years. So yeah, I've got my commuting time. All right, I'm no rookie here. Starting to think you maybe weren't that smart. Oh <laughs> ha ha ha! Listen, that's stick just... shifts are innately more fun. Okay, no, this no, is I not the conversation we were even go, supposed but to I have. I agree with you. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I agree with you. Stick when have we ever stuck on is topic? It's more fun. Just not if you're a commuter. No. Not if you're sitting in rush hour. It's just I mean, I can see your point, I guess, but it's also, not that big of a hassle. By the way, most you know, decent uh, cars come with a manual mode that you can it's get your jolly. You no, of course it's not the same. But you can get your jollies. The clutch is half the fun, Nate. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to the wrong people, so you know. You are. Anyways. I mean, okay. And I drove one. I drove one for a like long a time. Hard, it was just... My first car was a stick shift. Yeah, mine was And it too. wasn't like a hard transition. I had grown up riding dirt bikes. And, yeah, same concept. You know, which I guess I should have known. I'm not going to be too stupid to learn how to drive. I've been riding dirt bikes for years with moderate success. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. You know, yeah. only a few trips in the emergency room. Nice. But yeah, so I had like <laughs> this legitimate fear that I really was going to grow up to be too dumb and like wind up flipping burgers just like my dad said i would mm. and that my life was just gonna be awful <laughs> and i was gonna live at home forever and like never go to college see um, when i came up with the idea of this episode i didn't think it was gonna be this sad well I, should I, I just change my answer to clowns then no no <laughs> no, no, no it's good <laughs> and i'm sure that this will matter to somebody oh yeah and, and We've heard this. Doubles as therapy. As your friends. But yeah. I really was, I was thinking, oh, this will be a fun episode. Mm. Well, and, and I mean, it is gone, kind of we've gone deep. funny. It's like, funny in a way. No, because Like, it's a very it's comedic sad. idea that there is someone <laughs> right. out there who thinks, like, what if I grow up and I'm, like, too dumb yeah. <laughs> to be an adult? <laughs> you know, and I'm sure that there are people now that maybe hear this that are going to relate to that. Oh, yeah. It's so always what you, relatable. What would you say to that person? Don't listen to that. You your might dad? be. No. <laughs> no. Well, come on. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm sorry. Hey, there is a chance. Yeah. Um. No, but that. First of all, question the reason why you have that fear. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you yeah. have that fear because you have failed at something significant? Do you have that fear because it's something someone else put into your head? Right. Do you have that fear because you are young? You know, maybe you are a teenager right now and you're looking at the adult world and it just seems really big and scary and you just don't know if you're going to be able to find your way and you're intimidated. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Question that fear because there's 
probably a 99 point infinite number of nines percent chance that it's not a legitimate fear. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's good. One secret about the adult world: it doesn't really tank that much. Yeah. <laughs> hey um, and we don't really know what we're doing. We're just kind of going with the flow. Yeah. Make it do you make it. And the world comes at you know you. the the standard for what is considered making it is not like you grew up and became a doctor or like a pilot. Those are really cool things, and if you aspire to do those things, do them. Yeah, like awesome. if you're sitting there and you're actually afraid, like I was when I was younger. Like, oh my gosh, what if I grow up and like, I really don't amount to anything or like, I don't find a partner and get married and all that stuff. Like ball it up and and throw it away because you're probably going to make it like, you're probably going to be productive and you know, yeah, you're going to have to work hard and you're going to have to study and you're going to have to face down the intimidation of the big, scary adult world. But like you can do it and you know, what'll really help if you realize that you have innate value mm-hmm. as a child of God, like start there, mm-hmm. you know, if I had had that when I was younger, I probably wouldn't have been afraid. I probably oh, would have sure. been like, no, like God made me with infinite potential and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, things are kind of rough right now. And like, I flunked some classes, but like God's given me the possibility of turning it around, you know, and like he's with me and, and yeah, this sucks right now, but like, he's going to be there when I grow up and he's looking out for me and, yeah. You know, and I'm his son, and yeah, yeah. like well it probably done. would have helped. Yeah, well know? done bringing it back to that perspective. That's cool. But um, yeah, if if there is anybody out there who can relate to that, whether it's something you felt in the past or you feel right now, um, start with that—that that you are a child of the Most High God, and you do have limitless potential, and your life has value, um, whether whether you do flip burgers for the rest of your life or not don't let anybody tell you that where you wind up in the greater marketplace dictates the value of your life yeah exactly <laughs> right you know because it doesn't yeah um god does and mm-hmm. god's declared you to be of enough value that he went to the cross for you so yeah you know don't worry about it um but yeah that was like my biggest fear <laughs> when i was young like oh man what if i grow up and I really do suck, (laughs) you know, and, um, I mentioned that I was afraid I would grow up and like not get married. That was, that was sort of part of my bigger fear. Um, I had fairly low self-esteem, I guess you would say, you know, I never said that when I was growing up, you know, you're, when you're in it, I guess you can't recognize it, but, um, I had been bullied pretty regularly and like was a huskier set kid pretty much until I graduated and, um, just didn't have an easy go of it, you know, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. when it came to forming friendships and relationships with other kids. And so I had this view of myself as like, well, who would ever want to get with this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and and really thought, like, what if I do go my entire adult life and like, I never know what romance feels like, <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. what if I never do like meet somebody who's willing to fall in love with me and all that stuff. Thank God that didn't happen. Shouts out to Corey. Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, at one point that was, that was a part of like my fear complex was that I was not just going to suck as an adult, but that I was going to suck and be alone sucking. Yeah. <laughs> so, Oh, so sad, but that didn't happen. But also Thank Pennywise, God. the clown. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Cause why not? He's, he's made a comeback. Clowns are terrible. And, uh, anyway. public restrooms as a result of <laughs> oh. seeing it, uh, when I was young. Wait, oh, 
Oh, that's that, interesting. Is that part of it must be the original. Your current phobia? No, what I have is not a phobia. <laughs> what I have is none of your business. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. We, we'll we can't. That. Yeah, we'll table <laughs> that one. Episodes, Look, right? my comings and goings are nobody's business but my own. So when I get up from the oh, table right. and I and also. How in polite society do people get up and they're just like, oh yeah, you know that disgusting thing that's so gross that we built an entire room so you can do it in privacy? I'm going to go do that. Like, how is that acceptable? We have to unpack this. Another. How can you that's not just stand time, up and say, hey, I'm going to be right back? Yeah, yeah. Another time. When I say I'm going to be right back, you pretty much know where I'm going. You could be going to make a phone call. Maybe sure. I am. Maybe he's going to go smoke a cigarette in the back with the, Don't do that. With the chef. But maybe. <laughs> you know, maybe, you know? He's, maybe he's wow. going to go steal a baby. Nobody's business but mine. Would steal a baby? What? Hey, you know. it happened. I'm so confused right now. All anyway, right. Anyways. we'll talk about that later. It's going to be a good one. So, Nate. Yes. Did you have any uh, kind of standout-ish childhood fears? Um, I don't know. I, I, It's not that I can remember much being afraid of many specific things like that. Um, you know, as, as far as family life goes, mine was pretty, pretty good. Um, I had a... I had a strange recurring nightmare that uh, involved like um, something just kind of creepy, supernatural kind of coming at me from my parents' bedroom, which was across the hall. From uh, your parents' yeah, bedroom? Yeah, it was really weird. I wonder what that means. Right? Yeah, it's got to be. In the yeah. psyche of me. Yeah, let's consult uh, Freud, shall we? Yeah. Um, I don't know. And and that was, it was recurring enough that I, that I you know, it still remember it vaguely, obviously, the details When's would the escape me. but. Oh, not for a long time. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it, purely in childhood, I think, was yeah last time I remember actually having it. Okay. So, and then there was the one time where it turned out, or it turned into almost like a, not a terror, but like a waking sort of like, I, I was, I was awake enough to feel like it wasn't a dream, but it still was like, in a way, a dream, and I, and I must have caught the light coming in the door wrong to my my bedroom that I shared with my brother at the time had a, we had bunk beds and there was something just about the way the light was and maybe one of the posts. And I literally thought like a guy was standing there about to kill me. Right. And that, and I freaked out and I woke myself up by screaming so loud that I woke myself and of course my brother and the parents. So that was like, that was the most memorable one occurrence of any, any kind of nightmare in general from my childhood was that one instant. And then of course it never happened again, thank God. But that was, that was pretty scary. Well, yeah, that's, that's creepy. Here's the thing about that. There really was a guy there. Sure, of course. <laughs> yeah. And it was me. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and it's like the best prank I've ever played on anybody. <laughs> you you so develop time travel. I'm very proud to announce right? like 27 years later. Gotcha. So, so you invented you invented a time machine. You went back to when I was like 7 and yeah. you're still an adult. And you pulled this prank. No, I was a child. Oh, you were a child. Yeah. So you, you in this scenario, up, I so was a child. A la- a yeah, you, you must have been standing on something yeah, fairly tall. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, okay. right. yeah, 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 yeah. He was on a soapbox. Yeah, no, it's the most All elaborate right. prank I've ever played on Which... anybody, and I came up with it when I was like two. Good job. So. Good job. That's well done. Well done indeed. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, I did. I mean, I think I had uh, lightweight self-esteem issues. Um, you know, like a lot of us do, but. Got over them, grew out of them. No, no, I was I was also a skin and bones, knees and elbows kid. Yeah, yeah, okay. and uh, and and a nerd, of course. Glasses um, runs until, in your family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I knew his younger brother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were referring to his dad. 
No. But also, yes. Okay. It's <laughs> fair. A cool guy. We like Kevin. Yeah. yeah. That's about it. Okay. All right. You guys. Now I How about like, you? Now I feel weird. Don't. Why? Because my answer is weirder. That's good. Weird is, weird, sure, weird is weird, good. Weird is entertaining. That's what right? we're all about. That's right. All right. So this is what I had in mind when I was asking because mm. this is what I was thinking about. Sure. Uh, so I also had a reoccurring dream, but mine was very much centered around being abducted by aliens. I used to really, really be into like the, like the Discovery Channel, right? But they also had like those are aliens real kind of shows and did you ever watch unsolved mysteries oh yeah i yeah. watched unsolved mysteries i watched yeah for a while i did a stint with like x files i was way too young for oh that. that'll give you a good alien yeah. abduction complex um i was really into like the alien movies predator that kind of stuff oh like, i watched predator way too young i might have been like seven oh i see eight when that came out or it was just on tv and i i remember my, my it was my mom and her boyfriend and maybe even some friends from the neighborhood, they were all watching it and I had like gotten out of bed and I was watching it from like behind the couch. You know? They didn't know I was there. Nice. And uh I remember seeing this the first scene where like one of the first guys just dies and I was like Oh, is it the part where like the skinned body falls yeah, out yeah, of yeah, the yeah. tree? Yeah, it was just oh, wow. gore. Yeah. And I was just like that was that was too intense for me, and I like ran back to my room. Yeah. And then like later, I remember watching. Um, I went to go to like a drive-in movie theater, and they had a. I was there to watch the last action hero, but my older brother or my friend's older brother were over at the next screen over. They were watching Jurassic Park when it came out, mm. which was that's a classic. Love that movie. Yeah. 93 97 somewhere mm. in there no it had to, yeah it had to be like 93 or 93 something because that was a movie yeah, that yeah. i was super into by the time i was like four yeah yeah, yeah. i five. think it was 93 yeah yes indeed 93 ah see and uh and i remember watching that and even though i couldn't hear it i remember having nightmares really yeah because you could just see the dinosaurs it seems so dinosaurs are awesome though. yeah it was scary. It seems so tame nowadays. Though, oh yeah, but right? to like a but to a eight year old. Yeah, you know that yeah, part where yeah. the T Rex dips his head into the bathroom and right. starts that guy in half is right. really low key, it's really low key, subtle. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. <laughs> so, anyways, you've been desensitized. all of that played into the fact that like I I really got my imagination going as a kid, and I was really concerned about aliens for whatever reason. And my best friend lived three doors down from me. Um, from this one house and I remember there'd be nights where I'd be like I'm gonna go over to my friend Gary's house and I would run out the door and I kind of pause look up at the sky and be dark and like okay it's just three houses down I just if I just run as fast as I can I'll get over there and then I would sprint in the whole way have you ever like been at home and let's say you just need to turn the lights off and just go to your room but if you kind of start to panic or run a little bit, it like feeds into the fear and then you run faster and it feeds into the fear and just kind of freak yourself out a little bit. Has that ever happened to you? I mean, not for a long time. But has it happened? But it, I can remember what that felt like. Yeah. yeah. So that's what it was like every time I was outside at night. Like oh. I would just be like, I got to run from this house to that house or right. whatever. That's cool. And I spent a lot of time doing that because, I don't know, I guess no oversight from parental unit yeah i don't know but uh it's a common problem and we were just really 
oh, we were just really good family friends with this other family, you know, and like we trusted the kids to go back and forth. Anyways, yeah, my reoccurring dream though is that house, and I would I would come out of that house, but the viewpoint, I, it was like I was seeing everything transpired from the sky. Like I was looking down at the house. Ooh. I would see little me come out that front door and take a few steps. And then like the, the stereotypical beam of light would shine down on me. And then I would see myself get lifted off the ground. And then I would see my mom come out and she's screaming hysterical, wow. runs out the door. She tries to jump and grab me, but I'm just too high for her to reach me. And I wake up. This hmm. is really detailed. Yeah, no, because it was a reoccurring dream, and not a very long one, wow. but a reoccurring dream that I had at least once or twice a year. That's crazy. And I had, I think the last instance that I had it, I was maybe 25, 26. Wow. So it, was, it went into my adulthood. Yeah, yeah. This dream has so much detail. Have you ever considered the possibility that, that you were happened. actually abducted by aliens? Obviously. Well, it would explain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's my one. I got all these. Never mind. Yeah, well. I have all these other memories that yeah. I don't know how they got there. Yeah, yeah. Bor- bright lights, strange right. faces. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it That's was cool. it was prevalent enough in my life for a long time that that dream kept coming back. Wow. And I stopped believing in people actually being abducted by the time I was probably in high school. I think I just got to the point of like, okay, maybe aliens exist, but they're not yeah. doing stupid stuff, you know, like they're not probing people and k- turning cows inside out, you know, like yeah. if they were there, that's not how it would be. It'd be more like, uh, like, have you seen that movie Battlefield Los Angeles? Yeah. It'd be more like Super that. dumb. Yeah. Oh, awesome yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be like that. Like they would literally just be like, or War of the Worlds. Like they literally would be like, yeah. we're here to take over yeah. your resources. You're done. <laughs> or maybe like the movie Contact, where mm. they would just—they're just trying to communicate. Right. That would be. I don't think it'd be this scenario. weird yeah. physical abuse yeah, that people yeah. are just so adamant of. Yeah. Of Especially how the they. Right? Yeah. Somehow, <clears throat> some weird way, it's these random, uneducated individuals <laughs> who are. You know, <laughs> it's funny because now that this comes up, I'm actually remembering that. Kind of like how you saw a certain movies way too young. Uh-huh. My parents let me watch. Fire in the Sky. Fire in the Sky. Which is a movie about a guy who gets abducted by aliens, but it's done so well. Really? That, like, there were certain parts of that movie that would just freak me out. Because it's not really... It it is about his abduction, but it's really more about, like, his life after being abducted. Okay. And him trying to tell his friends, like, what happened and nobody believes him. And he basically has, like, PTSD from being abducted by aliens. Also 1993, by the way. Yeah. Fire in the Sky. Mm -hmm. Very good year. That was a good year for, for movies. Semi-intense, <laughs> scary movies. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I didn't have a fear of getting abducted, but like the the idea of alien abductions became kind of freaky to me. Yeah. Um, question though, like, did you have a similar fear of being abducted by like actual people? No. So I that no seemed fear. out of the realm of no possibility. Fear of people. I would probably... be like walking out in creeks and stuff yeah. with my friends, like probably we were not little. Exposed to that element of society Just nobody point. talked didn't to us about, about it i guess we had no thing. reason to fear well, what about, like exactly we're just scruff mcgruff or whatever the crime dog dude you know all, all i remember take a bite out of crime to, don't talk all, to strangers all i remember him talking about was like breaking and entering or like 
<laughs> or like drugs or something. I don't remember him talking about child abduction, which yeah. probably was a thing. My parents would tell me, never get into a van if somebody was trying to offer you candy. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's at a least good I had that much start. common sense. Yeah. Like I knew not to trust adults, but I don't think I really was concerned about. I I never thought, oh yeah, I'm I'm a hot, you know, target. You know, yeah. like I just never thought that. Probably would be very different if like I was a female. Yeah, but yeah, that was just true. not really something I was all wonder, that concerned. I wonder with. if Scruff McGruff still has a job. I don't I think if he's so. He's still gainfully employed. <clears throat> I know, I know that the whole Dare program ended up getting a lot of flack, and oh, really? and they just they kind of I think with research they decided that actually it did more harm than good. No, no. So I kind of have a feeling that Scruff Mc... he was part of that, wasn't he? Uh, I don't know. I don't know thing? if maybe like it was a separate thing, but his whole thing was just hey, don't do crime. Yeah. Okay, but I think they, <laughs> no. I think they kind of found out that like educating kids on that actually had a reverse effect of making them see kids who did it and got away with it as cooler. Oh, interesting. So it, it kind of okay. It countered, it countered what they were really trying to do. All right. Yeah. All right. I guess I could see that. Yeah. I th- plus, plus you didn't want to be like, ooh, dare, like. I'm so cool because I'm not doing drugs. Like, yeah, I mean, it just didn't really somehow even in like fourth grade. Even though I had no interest in drugs, every time either. Red Ribbon Week came around, I was like, not into it. This is lame. <laughs> it, it just felt a little cheesy. I've the never production. wanted to do drugs yeah, more than I do forced. right at this moment. That you're making me stand out yeah. on this lawn, like let's so let's that we can take an aerial photo of us. Let's throw yeah, a shirt spelling out the words "drug free." Yeah, let's throw it. Let's throw a black shirt with red writing onto a guy from. Chuck E. Cheese's, uh-huh. and try to make that cool for kids. Like, and, yeah. and of course, he doesn't do drugs at maybe. all. <laughs> <laughs> the guy in the suit, right? Oh yeah, he he had to do weed just to do that job. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> I Anyways. feel like I've seen a a, um, a McGruff truck emblem. Like, yeah, no, there was like a bumper sticker. Yeah, and uh-huh. uh, I think there used to be a sticker that went on your trash cans, like your outside trash well, cans. And I that was from Dare. I don't know where I got this McGruff idea McGruff from, it, but I thought but... the idea of the McGruff truck was that it was a safe person to to tell to go to to say, "Oh, I'm in danger" or something. Dear Mister McGruff, I did crime. No, no, the, you're <laughs> danger, no, no, no. You're danger from like somebody's else. trying oh, to okay. perpetrate crime against oh, you. Okay. I, All right. however, I don't know where I got that idea. However, if I were a pedophile, I would have that bumper sticker. Whoa. That's, that's, what <laughs> Whoa. I, that's what I was afraid of. Like, what if it had that... Just say it. How, yeah, how do they... It seems like a useful tool. Right. How do they coordinate or set that up? Hey, children, know. I'm safe. I, mean, I could be totally wrong. I, just... I so, don't have candy. I have safety. Yeah. So one of the first things I did in radio... Um, <laughs> Random like, segue. Okay. Yeah. No. Well... It fits. Look, dude, you're the one who started the sentence with "if I was a pedophile." Okay, <laughs> don't you step to me oh, and see, talk was, about awkwardness. I was right, by the way. But what? Go on. The sticker. The McGruff truck. The truck. A, the McGruff truck is a utility slash municipal truck that children and other people can flag down when they feel threatened or in danger. Hmm. Cool. All right. I don't know. Well, we needed thing. more of those. I never saw a single one. So I feel like you could have just done that with any stranger, strange vehicle, like flag them down hey i'm being chased by this guy yeah chances are that person is or not an actual cop or i guess a cop yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the idea well there is a significant portion of our society that does not feel safe which i guess was actually scruff McGruff's job oh, yeah that too was to 
get kids to view the police as like a net positive. I think like, so. And feel safe around them. I remember the police officers take a bite coming out of into the thing. school and letting us see their gun. Yeah, I remember that. That part I do remember and being My like, mom that's cool, I want a gun. actually just dug through some old stuff and found this like fingerprint card from when the cops used to come to school and fingerprint you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which so they're like, isn't this cool, kids? And they're like, you're going to be in juvie. We're going to know who you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Interrupt. One so, of the yeah. first things I did in radio is I had to make an ad about adopting animals. Okay. And they told us to, you know, use our imaginations and stuff. So I did a whole bit where like Scruff McGruff was going to get put down <laughs> unless someone came really? and adopted it. Because, you know, like and the joke was that like he hadn't been he hadn't had a job since like 1995 <laughs> and that Scruff McGruff became a criminal. I see. Like he That's was living kinda... on the streets and became a criminal, and now he needs someone to give him a good home. So come down to the animal yeah. shelter That's a good... and adopt Scruff McGruff before That's so weird. That's he gets That's a so wrong. injection. It is. And then that actually became like a series of ads that I did. Yeah. I where I would that. use popular animals to come and like encourage you to come. Like, like Godzilla was one of them. Like, well, nice. hey, we have such a variety of animals. You can come adopt this giant terror inspiring lizard cool. who once toppled Tokyo. Yeah. Like hmm. that was, that was the joke. Good. But you will know? he do it again? <laughs> not if he has the right home, right? Um, see, not if the right oh, owner comes along and just genuinely But what loves if I him. want him to topple Tokyo? <laughs> well, then I guess you could. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. And, then, and you could saddle up and ride him while he does it. I got ten dollars. Like, I got ten dollars. See that being a decent yeah. radio bit. That's pretty. That's pretty decent. Yeah, you know, radio used to be fun yeah. for me. So. Yeah. Well, I hope this is fun for you. Yeah. This it's is not like radio, radio, but no, it's, it's close radio. enough. It's radio. It's it's what came after radio. This is sure. what. That's right. Is now. I mean, radio radio still exists. No, I know it'll probably always exist in some form. Oh, yeah. but it's so awful. It's yeah. dude. It can be like. Every five seconds is an ad. Sorry, yeah, but I, I it, that's, that's normal. Depends on the radio you listen to. Yeah, if you listen to any AM radio, you can get some Correct. decent news. But I like yeah, AM but, radio, but I don't know. I will say, like, at the end of my career in FM radio in 2014, I did hate almost everything I heard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chuck Wagon. Well, yeah, but, like, the station I was working at, uh, 93.7 KCLB, out in Palm Springs, which mm-hmm. was like a classic rock station, had this morning show called Free Beer and Hot Wings. And nobody connected to that show will ever hear this, but if you do, your show sucks. Nice. <laughs> and Free Beer and Hot Wings are not funny, nice. no matter how hard they try. Really? And, and I mean, that's so always the impression they were just like a morning talk show? Yeah, and they yeah. were like widely syndicated somehow. So weird. I don't name. know how they conned all these radio stations into carrying their show, mm-hmm. but they sounded like two guys on the edge of the baby boom generation trying really hard to be funny to millennials. Oh, I like, see. Okay. And I guess that's what they sounded like because that's exactly what they were. Right. And so, so what do we sound like? Well, hope, according to the reviews that we've gotten yeah. through producer Nate showing the show to his friends because no one else listens to it except for Georgina. I know. Um, all of our reviews have been awesome. Right? Right. This yeah. is a five-star show that's right. with five-star listeners. Yes. That's true. We do All have, five of them. We I, have the best listener base. We That's we right. We do. You guys are amazing. I You're love a it. small I love but mighty each force. One of you. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, never go anywhere. That's right. You're beautiful in every way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if this show got syndicated, we'd, Nothing compares to you. we'd easily wipe the floor 
with free beer and hot wings. Yeah. We would. Yeah. Can yeah. we and... now I just want beer and hot wings. <laughs> can well, we get a plate of hot fasting. wings in here? Oh somebody is fasting. You were supposed to be doing that. Yeah, I am doing yeah. that. Well, you kinda broke that. Oh yeah. Well, no, I forgot about soda yeah. doesn't count, does it? Oh yeah, anything with sugar. Yeah. I okay. If you're gonna be strict about it. Okay. Oh sorry. I, I'll so... amend it from what time is it now? Okay, from instead of seven to seven. Oh. It'll be ten to ten. Okay. There you go. That's that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, oh, have, I'll have to have join you in a ten hour fast. That's fine. I can that's about I completely all I can do. forgot you were doing it and I I honestly didn't really have an intention of joining you, but I'll I'll give you a good five hours. Okay. Wow. That's, <laughs> yeah. The time that you're sleeping. Yeah, that's really yeah, cool. yeah. at least I went a little beyond that. Well, so my fear when I was growing up was that I would someday be stuck on a bad radio show and that I'd really suck at it, and that one came true. So <laughs> <sighs> And I'm not talking about this show. Okay, I'm talking okay. about the radio career I had. Yeah, um, clearly. Because yeah. I was like hot for a minute and then I failed at everything else I tried to do. So, mm. um, And I eventually got run out of the business. Well, so. <laughs> yeah, but, but that was not entirely your fault, I feel like. Radio also became... No, yeah. I mean, my last job bad was not a firing. It was no. a layoff because our stations got bought out by another company. And as yep. usually happens, they Big say, well, we're going to bring in our own people. Yep. And, mm-hmm. You know, so... In any case, um, yeah. so now we're back on track. Thanks. So I was afraid of that happening, and then it happened. So. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautifully yeah. done. Um, but yeah, no, the War of the Worlds thing, like kind of the legend goes that like these episodes, because it was several episodes. It wasn't just one. Right. No, um, but like that Sunday like, oh man, like thing. every time it played, it caused this big panic. But no, like it, it did the first time. And then after that, it became very clear that it was a show. Right. Right. Um, well, yeah, because like, could you imagine if you just tuned in like halfway through yeah and he's telling it as if this is a current news event yeah, yeah you would be like why is what pretty sure it was I orson kinda... wells who put that together yes who became like one of the most legendary actors of all time really yeah as and directors what was he in citizen the... kane oh that's orson i don't wells, think i've ever I'm seen any sure. movie he acted um in. yeah i couldn't name it. i didn't and even then know a... he acted yeah i dude, just thought he was, he was a writer amazing uh god i hope i'm thinking of the right guy you might not be no i'm pretty sure yeah i'm pretty sure orson wells yeah um he ended up being in a movie called the third man uh which was at the time like a legendary picture you know it's from the black and white he's considered one of the greatest filmmakers of all time does not say the greatest actors okay then look up who's in citizen kane no i mean i i believe you i just no, because no, well, I know you believe know. me, but I don't want to mislead our huge audience here. Oh, he was American. Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. Hello, is correct. I so thought... that's Orson Welles. It is loading the Google page. Sorry, but it was the first result, so I'm assuming. Well, yeah. he could have been the director. Look who slam dunked oh. this one. Hold on. No, I'm pretty sure you don't he has know stars yet. in it. You don't know yet. Hold on. Right no, now. I know. Here we go. Doesn't say he's. Omg. Anyways, <laughs> I thought he was British. <laughs> No, because that whole thing. Of course, he's was American, in, dude. We're uh, the best at everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were the best at radio. We were the best sure. at filmmaking. Hey, so one of these days, tell me if this is a dumb idea. I know we're gonna have an episode. Where we're talking about making a movie. Yeah. Like how we would make one. Yeah. By the way, stay tuned for the special 
RARC writes a movie. That's going to be that's a great That's going to be like a multi-parter, I think. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's going to be a long one or two-parter, maybe. For sure. I I think we should do the Orson Welles and and literally try to to narrate a like a scene. Yeah. Or even like a... Do like a dramatic a reading. A dramatic, yeah. I'm into it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. We'll do a table read. And we'll write a couple female sure. parts so we have an excuse to get our wives in here. There we go. I mean, like I it. could just use a voice like this. Don't do that. No. Huh. <laughs> okay. You know, but uh, yeah, no, that's that's going to be in the pipe for yeah. sure. Okay, yeah, cool. Let's do that. Yeah, Citizen Kane starred Orson Welles. And he was uh, wow, look who slam dunked it. I wanted you to be wrong. Yes, he was. Look who slam dunked it. Wow. I wanted you to be wrong so bad. I like what? it when you're wrong. Oh, yeah, well, that's not very why. often. But for a minute there, I was afraid I was. But yeah, no, yeah. Orson Welles is like a legend. Yeah, I mean, he died in 85, so he's a legend before our time, but he's legendary, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah watch The Third Man. It's awesome. Okay. Uh, it's I'm like, not into old movies. All right, so uh, if not you're afraid of things, movies. write into us. Tell yeah. us what your childhood Fear, fears right? were. Fear, right? Yeah, that's what it was. That's what, that's what we were and, talking about, uh, right? Maybe you, were, maybe you were one of those people that fell prey to the Orson Welles War of the Worlds. Yeah, maybe cast. you're 105. <laughs> <laughs> was it that long Listening ago? Listening to this show. It was it that long, long ago? ago? It was quite long ago. You could have been 10. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, if you fell prey to something or you just had fears when you were a kid, if you think it was interesting, email us. Contact us. Yeah. Contact at rarcpodcast.com. Bingo. And uh, let us know because that would be really fun to share some other people's fears, childhood fears specifically. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? If you're... If you're an adult and you are genuinely afraid of something i'd be interested in hearing about that too yeah well and you know what if it's clowns nothing wrong with that if it's clowns, you know what i do not anyway. like going to circuses and i don't like anybody who's dressed up like in a suit like mm. a like uh what's his name chuck e cheese oh yeah like he freaked me out interesting like i didn't like anybody dressed up big kid uh, what about disneyland the characters there that's no a, way that's not okay with you i walked really? i i avoided those people huh Luckily, my daughter is not the same way, but okay, me, good. I was... If Chuck E. Cheese got in a fight with Mickey Mouse, who'd win? Oh, Chuck E. Cheese, man. He's, <laughs> He's like streets. a street rat. Right. Yeah. 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 It would totally... <laughs> wow, that was... Uh, so, yeah. Nice. Mickey Mouse has lived this nice, privileged life in his castle with Minnie. Mm-hmm. Chuck E. Cheese is raw. He's yeah. going to get you. Yeah. You know that, that, was that meme or whatever, that video of that rat in New York that had like a piece of pizza? Oh, no. That was Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Someone found him. That's oh, yeah. That was, that was the real life I'll Chuck have to e. look cheese. that up. Yeah. You don't want to mess with a New York rat. I guess that's yeah. my adult fear is that I'm somehow going to wind up stuck in New York City. I don't wow. like downtown cities. And I also don't like being out in the middle of nowhere. I kind of like the where Suburbs. we're at. Dude, the suburbs kind of are the, awesome. Yeah. Suburbs are awesome. Best. We've got Someday, high-speed internet, but we don't have to deal with the smell of cow dung. Right. Yeah. Usually. Someday, or the smell we're just gonna have to do a show about how awesome the suburbs are. Yeah, yeah, sure. We'll call it, we'll call it the suburbs. Send your hate mail to uh, contact at RERC podcast. Yeah. I love living in a skyscraper. Yeah, sure you no. do. New York sucks. Temecula's where it's at. Traffic is the best. Right. Yeah, yeah. I love live somewhere where you can realistically own a car. Right. <laughs> but bike riding is so good for and where you. Where you didn't buy your apartment. <laughs> yeah, a I converted own this thing, apartment. But I don't own the land that's under it. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. Anyway, yeah. Um, Wrapping it up. This is done. Yeah, yeah. we're way past done. Good night. <laughs>
Well, listeners, that was a fun experiment in the cold open and the cold close. But this is Nate here, just reminding you to like, follow, and subscribe at RARC Podcast on the social media and in your favorite podcatcher. And tell a friend and maybe even leave us a review. That would help us reach a wider audience, and we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs>